Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today I want to talk about solo kitten syndrome. But before we jump into all that, allow me to introduce my comical co-host and handsome husband, Dewey Vaughn. <laughs> comical I am, yes. You, you're just not. funny in your own head. <laughs> not today, yes. I'm a stick figure kind of comic. <laughs> <laughs> you draw really good stick figures. I'm going to have you illustrate it. my first book. <laughs> <laughs> Just a stick figure kind of comic. Anyway, hello, everyone. And hello to my beautiful wife. And thank you for having us here today to listen to you about, wow, what is this really? Kitten syndrome? Solo kitten syndrome? Wow. Yeah. Oh. This, about that? Yeah, yeah. This was actually suggested by a listener who said um, he'd actually reached out with some issues. And he said, I, he came back and after we kind of solved his issues, and he said that let me know that he'd been struggling to find some good information on the topic and wanted to know more about it. And um, so listeners out there today, do the same thing. Send me those ideas. If you're out there Googling information on cats and, and you don't know if what you're getting is reliable, well, use me as your cat Google or cat wiki, wiki cat. <laughs> so send me your ideas because obviously we I follow through and we do them. So solo kitten syndrome or single kitten syndrome, it's also called Tarzan syndrome. Wow, is a, never heard that. <laughs> I know. Basically, it's a poorly socialized cat. So, um, and that's kind of where the Tarzan comes from, because Tarzan was raised in the jungle, not around other uh, beings of its kind. Well, the same thing with the kitten is it's it's raised, it grows up without other kitten siblings, and may develop behavior issues as a result. I thought the Tarzan meant that they swung from the 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 chandeliers and yeah. swung from the curtains and oh, they swung from the cabinets. That, 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 they that are actually totally yeah. Tarzanish. Yep, that, that actually <laughs> it actually does manifest in that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture the visualization: Tarzan kitten, and the curtain comes flying through, and the kitten's riding it. <laughs> so. Let's hear your best Tarzan call. Oh, my gosh. Everybody would hang up and not (laughs) listen to us anymore after that. It'd be crazy. (laughs) So is is this behavior somewhat like what we see in only children? Well, that's... Or solo children? Or Tarzan children? (laughs) Tarzan children. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, That's a bit of a sensitive subject for me since I'm an only child. And, and us only children get a really bad rap because if, you know, if you research it, we're characterized as spoiled, 
selfish, self-absorbed, maladjusted, bossy, antisocial, and lonely. Well, I think you're good for at least three of those. Anyway. (laughs) Well, all right. I resemble that remark. (laughs) So is that how kittens are? Selfish, bossy, and don't fit into social environments? That doesn't sound like Tarzan at all. No, no, not exactly. Yeah. So to answer your question, no. Um, Kitten, solo kitten syndrome is not the same as solo children syndrome or only child (laughs) syndrome. Um, As as adults, you know, solo kittens tend to grow up maybe being more aggressive to people and certainly to other cats. And they may also have litter box issues and be more destructive. Well, you know what? I can't say that you being a solo Tarzanist, <laughs> that you are aggressive <laughs> or have any bathroom issues. Uh, to my not, knowledge, you're it's not you're Tarzanist. Well... It was Jane, right? Janish. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not so Janish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not aggressive, and I don't have bathroom issues. But I'll live up to being bossy. You sure are litter box trained well, my love. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I haven't peed on the floor once. Yeah, I know. I'm so happy for that. Not since I was two. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to have to get some of that spray that you carry on your website and and use that live all over the free, right? live live pee freely, <laughs> or IP freely, whatever that's called. So, uh, what can be done to prevent solo kitten syndrome? Well, the obvious answer is to make sure they aren't solo. So get another <laughs> kitten. <laughs> and, you know, that I say that jokingly, but seriously, um, there are rescues and shelters that won't adopt just one kitten because the return rate is so much higher on those adult cats. And then they're left with an adult cat with behavior issues, you know, that's really hard to adopt out. So a lot of them will make you take two kittens. They won't even let you adopt one by themselves. What if you can't have two kittens like us? Well, we could have two kittens. No. <laughs> yes. We could have our, had two Our drapes kittens. can't handle two Tarzans. We don't have drapes. <laughs> Pico's eight months old now. And, uh, and we could have had two kittens, but, but you know, just because you only have one kitten like us doesn't mean it's going to grow up with behavior issues, but you've got to do a lot of hard work on the front end. So remember that the sensitive development period for cats is ranges at about three to seven weeks. And what that means is what a cat doesn't experience in that time frame it's likely going to be afraid of later in life as an, as an adult cat. So for instance, of course, the aggression to other cats, if it doesn't learn, you know, not to play with other cats appropriately, it doesn't learn its own species because it's grown up like Tarzan in the jungle with no other humans. And this kitten has grown up with no other cats, then it's going to be aggressive to other cats as it grows up. But the personality development doesn't end at seven weeks. You know, that's the sensitive development period. But it doesn't stop there. They do continue to learn and develop, you know, and develop their personalities well beyond seven weeks. And aggression really seems to be the biggest issue. Because they don't benefit from the siblings and mom 
telling them when enough is enough. Those experiences teach what we call bite inhibition. So a lot of solo kittens don't have bite inhibition. And you've seen it, you know, kittens tumble and play rough and then they warn each other when it's too hard. Like, you know, if it, if one bites too hard, they're like, eat and make noises and they'll bite back and, and they- like a mouse yeah, there. It did, didn't it? <laughs> eat! <laughs> Wrong but, show. <laughs> but often, you know, solo kittens will turn out to be biters, like people biters. So that, that is the biggest issue. So- it's very, very important that you direct those bites to appropriate objects like toys and prey play, of course, because kittens are just little energy bombs that need lots of stimulation. And this is absolutely not the time to play with a kitten with your body parts. That just encourages play bites. And that is not any fun when that cat gets to be a 15-pound adult. So no, like, little fingers on the edge of the desk and getting Kitty to pounce on them or the claw. You guys love to do the claw, especially with kittens. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. bring that hand down on the yeah. kitten belly. You're like, ah, and the kitten grabs your hand and bites. You know, well, again, when that cat is 15 pounds and has good size, you know, canines, you don't want to be doing that. So you can't. A cat can't discern on its own. It doesn't have that level of intellect to discern. This is just playing and, and you know, I shouldn't bite too hard. So don't do that. Don't, don't ever do that. You're going to need lots and lots of environmental enrichment. Loads of prey play. Treat tossing like we do. Leash walking. Um, activities to funnel that energy positively. Think about how many hours a day kittens play. You know, if you have two kittens and you've ever lived with multiple kittens, you know they play all day long. And without that, they really have a lot of energy to burn off. You know, I, I just imagine Pico, and I can, I can say a few things about him being a solo kitten. There are times when we're trying to make the bed or... Or, you know, we're trying to get into bed or we're in bed and we move our feet around or whatever. And he attacks us and, you know, he jumps up and gets in the middle of the bed just as, just about the time we're trying to make the bed. So, you know, I can see where some of that energy could be spent on tackling a little brother or big brother or, you know, something oh, yeah. like that. So I know, can kind of see that. When you're making the bed, that's not to say if you have two kittens, you're not going to have two helpers because it's, you know, that it, kittens are playful and curious. And, oh, so and there's have my point. We didn't need two anyway. We just keep one. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>, we <laughs> did. <laughs> but we do a really good job burning energy out of Pico and keeping him entertained. I mean, you know, we're, we're both working from home now and he has a catio. He spends hours out in that catio watching the birds and things like that. So he, he gets an opportunity and there's lots of climbing apparatus out there and climbing things inside. And we toss toys and toss treats and he has food puzzles. And I mean, we do a really good job keeping him, you know, pretty well focused. You have to. And, and that's, you know, I, I really didn't intend to get a kitten. I really thought I was going to end up with an adult special needs cat that that's, that was going to be our next cat. 
But then Dallas Cat Lady called and said, we got this kitten that looks just like Tabasco. And he did look just like him. And we, you, fell in love because I wanted the blind kitten. <laughs> and and uh, we got Pico, which I adore. Um, we have a perfect little Tarzan. What are you talking about? Of them. I said, let's do the blind kitten and Pico. And they were the same age, but okay. We have a perfect little Tarzan, and even though he's a solo kitten, he's perfect <laughs> when he's swinging from the drapes and climbing up on the refrigerator. You don't remember, too. Remember when we had Leo? We had a, I was fostering a, a feral kitten for a while who was really afraid of people but loved other cats, which is typical in, in feral cats or cat hoarding situations. And he was a little bit younger than Pico but loved to play. And he and Pico would chase and run and... They occupied a lot of each other's time. And when Leo got adopted, we did have to kick up our our level of prey play and activity and, and things like that with Pico. Because otherwise, he, he gets destructive with his attention-seeking behaviors. Yeah, I know. And I have to laugh because he's he's just all over the place. But, you know, the, we, we built him that thing that goes up to the ceiling almost and he's got a bed up there with the little steps you know he he gets some energy off by climbing up there and you know swinging from the rafters and things like that he's <laughs> he's perfect little solo tarzan so we should we should have really gotten tarzan sound effects oh <laughs> see i can't even do it <laughs> i know it would burn up my throat i'd be like horse <laughs> It'd be, be like Mr. Ed talking after that. <laughs> so you mentioned litter box issues. How does yeah. that develop? Well, thankfully, um, that's not something we had an issue with with uh, with Pico. But the other thing you got to remember with Pico is he was raised with litter mates, you know, up until eight weeks old till we got him. So he really did have litter makes during that three to seven week sensitive period. So there's kind of two kinds of solo kittens. There's the solo kittens you bottle raise or, you know, kittens that you adopt that were bottle raised solo. And then solo kittens you adopt at eight weeks and then from eight weeks on they're solo. So he kind of fits into that category. But litter training is something that, you know, seems to come natural to kittens. Yeah, you know, all you got to do is put a box as long as the sides are low enough and things. You put a box in with kittens and and they they go. They naturally gravitate towards it. But I I have heard of many people fostering kittens and having trouble with them using the litter box. And they do rely on each other to demonstrate where the box is and how to use it consistently. And sometimes without that example, they'll find other places to use. So you might have to do some extra work teaching the kitten where the box is and how to use it. And that does not mean you need to go pee in the box to show them. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I've done it in the past. Here, come here. Let me show you how this works. <laughs> here, kitty, no. let me show you. It goes like this. You scratch a little, do your thing, and you cover it up like this. Now you try. Now you go yeah, for it. No, you don't do it like that. You want to oh. put them in a small room, like a tiny bathroom with the box so that they, you know, they don't have a lot of options. They don't, little tiny kitten have a, you know, 2,000 square feet to run through. You put them in a bathroom with the box 
and um, and make sure, of course, like I said, that the sides of the box are low enough so that it's easy for a kitten to get in and out of. We use the puppy pans, which are big, and they have a very low side. There's a link to that on the site, catbehaviorsolutions.org, under cool stuff on the front, and then there's a litter box section. And and clean, you know, in a kitten, in the case of a kitten, you want to keep a litter box clean, but not too clean. You want to leave, you know, maybe a clump of poop in there, the most recent one, and, and a little spot of, of urine so that they can smell it and they know where to go. Be Absolutely be sure you're not using scented litter with kittens. You want that scent of the of the excrement to come through so that they know where the box is and, and how to use it. And then um, there's also kitten attract litter. We use that sometimes when we foster and, and that has some additive in it that attracts the kittens to the litter. So that works real well too. And then positive reinforcement obviously works with everything. We love positive reinforcement. And, you know, you throw a little kitty party every time they go in the box. It's kind of like... Um, <laughs> house training dogs you know you don't rub their nose in the pee and spank them and throw them outside they have no idea what they've done wrong they've done what's natural i gotta pee i pee where i am you know so same thing with a kitten they they don't know that they've done anything wrong by not using the litter box so positive reinforcement is very very powerful in those cases so a little treat a little lick and lap every time they go in the box as they're coming out, you know, let them finish doing their business. Don't shove the lick and lap in their face while they're trying to pee, let them get done. And then, uh, and then give them some fun, a little kitty party when they come out. <laughs> yes. And I, can I make a suggestion? If you're going to use the puppy pans, like we do cover the image of the puppy up with a cat picture so they don't See, get intimidated no puppy on the pants <laughs> no picture of a puppy on the pants well if you happen to get one that does just cover <laughs> up the picture for the kitty Shh, don't that's tell my the kid that's my two cents I'm, I'm trying to give my two cents of what to do <laughs> so and what about destruction why is that something you see in solo kittens well, like I said, kittens spend a lot of time roughhousing and tumbling with each other, you know, and so if you don't have that other kitten, you know, I mean, when they do that, when they're spending all of that time roughhousing together, it leaves a lot less time for them to get into trouble, like getting into the cabinets and or chewing on my baskets or <laughs> destroying toilet paper or knocking things off counters or knocking the things off my whiteboard or kicking all my pens on the floor and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, that explains so much about Pico. Yeah. What see, if you already? A... I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, yep, see, we need another kitten. <laughs> Not. We have a good Tarzan. <laughs> you know, Tarzan was so low. I like that. Pico Tarzan. <laughs> he needs a Jane. <laughs> yeah, well, so what if you've already adopted an adult cat that has solo kitten syndrome? Can you fix the problem with behaviors? Yeah, um, you can. It, it's it's difficult, but you absolutely can. If it's biting, you know, the the first thing you want to do is you ignore the behavior, the bad behavior. So if you're sitting there and the cat comes up and it looks overstimulated and its tail is swishing and then it leaps at your arm and bites your wrist or your hands, pick up your hands, put them under your armpits 
you know, like that girl on Saturday Night Live used to do. (laughs) Put your hands under your armpits, get up, turn your back to the cat. You walk into another room and close the door. You don't give the cat a timeout. You give yourself a timeout because what the cat really wants is your attention and doesn't appropriately know how to get your attention. And so they may bite you. So don't give them, don't give them what they're trying to get, which is your attention, negative or otherwise. You want to go ahead. You want to redirect that energy, that biting energy. You know, you want to redirect it with prey play. After you, then you come back with prey play and go here, bite this. This is what you bite, not that. Because remember, with cats, you can't tell a cat no. You've got to show it what you want it to do instead. So this, not that. This prey play, not my hand. And then, of course, again, positively reinforce calm behavior. So when the cat is sitting there next to you and he's calm and he's not swishing his tail and biting you, bring out the lick and lap and give him some lick and lap and tell him how good he is. Never punish them because it's just confusing and it makes you a scary, unpredictable person. And cats rely on predictability in their environment and that includes you and your behavior. So, and then if they're aggressive to another cat, um, you know, and it, and it may be that that this cat never accepts another cat, um, and you should provide it with the comfort of being the only cat. But if you've got aggression, you really want a second cat, or you're marrying someone who has a cat, and this cat has to be integrated into the household, do the introduction process very carefully, very slowly. Do not rush it because it's going to take some extra time with an only cat and take that process really, really slow. And if you need those instructions, they're on our website. And you can also email me, molly at cattalkradio.com, and I'm happy to send them to you. You know what I was going to say um, a minute ago, I almost interrupted you there. But, you know, one of the things I've really learned a lot about, you mentioned this earlier about, you know, doing the claw and the biting and, you know, those things that we, I, I, I'm going to say we, I'm going to say me as a general weave to the men out there that love to do that or used to love to do that. You know, it was, it was fun, but, you know, getting that aggression out when, the cat is trying to release energy and it sees you as the opportunity to release that energy. A couple of things that I've learned from you, Molly, through this whole process is a no claw. Don't use my hand to try to play with the, the kitty or Mr. Tarzan, um, mm-hmm. you know, find something else. And uh, one of the others that, that I like recently have been doing is the treat toss where you grab the treat and, you stick your finger down by your foot and the cat comes up and touch your finger. You give it a treat. And then the next one you throw down the hallway or through the kitchen or somewhere. The cat runs after it like it's playing. It eats it. And then you have it come back to you. Feed it again mm-hmm. and back and forth. So, yeah. I and that's, and that's a good, good energy. Yeah. Burner, right. And that's a very good point because basically what you're talking about is a, a form of clicker training. We're not. We're using, you know, Pico come and pointing down to the floor and he comes, touches his nose and you go, t- touches his nose to your finger and you go, good boy. And you toss the tree. 
um, instead of using a clicker to mark that behavior, he's already mastered that behavior. So we've removed both the clicker and the lure. He just knows to come. But clicker training is an amazing way to channel that energy. And I'm glad you brought that up because it it really is an important fun. It it builds the bond between you and it channels energy for every cat not not just solo kittens but for solo kittens it really helps a lot too and especially if you have a biter it gives you a way to interact with that cat positively without him feeling like he has to bite you to interact with you so i'm glad you brought that up that's a good point yeah and you mentioned it a little bit ago about adopting uh, we were talking just a minute ago about adopting an older cat is it a good idea to know the backgrounds of the kittens before you're you adopt them yeah it, it 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 really is i mean a lot of times we just don't know but it certainly makes my behavior modification consultation process a lot easier to know you know wh- and it's on my initial consult form where i say what do you know about your your cat's background and it helps us all to understand what the cat's feelings are and what motivates it you know which always makes it easier to care for a cat, you know, when when we have compassion and empathy for where they're coming from. You know, same thing with people. It, it makes it a lot easier to forgive that person who just cut you off in traffic if you know that their mom just died, you know? So it it when you know where someone or something or some being has come from and where they're coming from, that makes it much easier to have compassion and empathy for their situation. And it makes it easier for me to know what we've got to do, you know, to help modify that behavior going forward. But I wouldn't say don't adopt a cat just because you don't know where it came from. You know, go with what you see and what you're feeling bonded to. Um, Don't worry about that. But try to get that information if you can. You know, this is just another amazing, amazing episode, Molly. You you have such great information, and I love the Tarzan feature here. And you know, <laughs> you're reminding us not us us guys who use the claw, reminding us not to do that. You know, and Solo Kittens says Tarzans, I like them. They're okay. <laughs> so well, I, I appreciate to... our listener for asking for this topic because it is not something that I would have just come up with on our own. So no, that's that. great. I had never heard of that. This was brand new. It was good. I learned something myself. So that's fantastic. Now I know if somebody says it, if I can remember it past tomorrow, then I'll know exactly where I heard it right here on Cat Talk Radio. So, <laughs> so I'd like to tell everyone out there listening. If you have suggestions for topics, let us know. We we love to dive into new things. Well, Molly for sure does. All I do is just the stick figure stuff, but she dives into stuff and she really gets educated on it. And then she tells you and shares it with everyone out there. And that's fantastic. So please, if you have any topics that you'd like to hear or you'd like to hear on this show, just email Molly, M-O-L-L-Y, at cat talkradio.com and that's with two t's c-a-t-t-a-l-k radio.com yep and be sure to like us on facebook we post a lot of stuff on facebook and instagram and be sure to follow us on instagram like us on facebook share it with your friends and check out the blog that i do on the website there's a lot of information there as well all kinds of stuff 
you know, and I really love those rugs you talk about and the stones. I love the stones. Man, That's our an amazing rugs, idea. Those rugs, they're machine washable rugs. We had some construction done in the house recently where tile was removed and the place was just ridiculously dusty. And we were tracking that dust all over the rugs. I mean, if they had been regular rugs, we would have had to thrown them out or just put them up until this stuff was done. But I was able to throw them. I think we have 11 of them now. I was able to throw them all in the washing machine and um, they came, you know, perfectly clean. They're just, they're awesome rugs. And you can see these rugs at rugs.cattalkradio.com. That's real simple. Rugs.cattalkradio.com. And the stones? Yes, those are cremation stones. So if you've had your cat cremated and you have the ashes in a box tucked away up in a closet somewhere, you can actually send them to this company and they will turn those ashes into these beautiful stones. And you can leave your stones out because they're pretty to see or you can carry them around with you or put them in places the cat used to go. They're gorgeous. They're really smooth, white. They're very pretty. And um, and you can see those at stones.cattalkradio.com. So check it wow. out. Wow, that's amazing. Just great stuff. Also, to all the listeners out there, if you've learned something from one of our podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Any amount helps us keep this show on the air. It's free. It's a service to you and others because we're going to keep doing this as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is the number, number one, one cause of, of death, death in cats. cats. <laughs> 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 My stick figure side doesn't work well. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time, keep calm and purr on. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. For products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com.